I'm Poltergeist, and I make inappropriate songs about horror movies. So basically, I just came to see some naked D's and A's for free. Take a peek, take a key. Twelve cabins, twelve vacancies, twelve bodies, mother pray for me. I might go psycho occasionally. One body, too many pray for me, cause we all go a little mad sometimes. No happy ever after, just chapter after, chapter after, chapter. Massacre, make the ripper look like an amateur ambassador of the slashers. Michael! All of the apologies that you can muster from your dread Won't protect you on your bed Nothing will from Pumpkinhead This is not a dream, baby This ain't Halloween, baby When I'm on the scene, this is what we call a scream, baby Subscribe on YouTube at Poltergeist OD Follow me on Instagram and the Slasher app at Poltergeist underscore OD The following podcast is a production of The Network Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a special episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm your host, Chris Chavez, and I'm flying solo this week. This is a special episode because, unfortunately, we experienced some technical difficulties, so our episode for My Bloody Valentine won't be out this week. You'll have to catch it next week. But what we are doing this week is something that Jim and I discussed we might want to do throughout our voyage into 80s horror Once in a blue moon, we're going to throw in some episodes where he and I fly solo and we discuss our top five movies in specific subgenres of horror. So I have the honors of kicking it off this week. And what I'm going to do for my top five horror subgenre, I'm going with zombies. Hell is overflowing and Satan is sending his dead to us. Why? Because. You have sex out of wedlock. You kill unborn children. You have men-on-man relations. Same-sex marriage. How do you think your God will judge you? Well, friends, now we When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. My top five zombie movies. All right, let's kick this off. I'm going to start right away. Number five, 28 Days Later. So who are you? We are from a hospital, yeah? And you're a doctor. He's not a doctor. He's a patient. <laughs> I'm a bicycle courier. <laughs> I was riding a package from uh, Farringdon to Shaftesbury Avenue and a car cut across me. And then I wake up today in hospital. I wake up and I'm an hallucinating arm.
some bad news. It started as writing. And right from the beginning, you knew this was different. Because it was happening in small villages, market towns. And then it wasn't on the TV anymore. It was in the street outside. It was coming through your windows. It was a virus. Infection. You didn't need a doctor to tell you that. It was the blood. Or something in the blood. By the time they tried to evacuate the cities, it was already too late. The infection was everywhere. The army blockades were overrun. And that's when the extras started. 28 Days Later for me was one of these movies that kind of reinvigorated the zombie movie genre uh, when it came out. Um, you know, it was a foreign film. It's a British film. And the one thing that I remember having such an impact on me was the fact that these were not the slow shuffling zombies that I had been used to uh, or that I had grown up watching and that I'd grown to love. These zombies were insane. These zombies were fast. These zombies were savage. These zombies would run at you with rage and just foaming at the mouth. It was it was it was super scary. Like when you watch a zombie film, old school zombie films and you see the dead literally walking, that's scary, right? But when they're running at you, when they're c- covering that ground much much faster and they don't seem to be as stumbling and and kind of uh, you know, lost as, as the old style zombies, that is terrifying. That is a terrifying notion to think that this thing now can literally get the upper hand on you. Uh, and twenty eight days later was awesome in that it kind of did this thing, and and um, you know it would you, we would see this kind of play out throughout zombie you know fiction and lore. But they came in with the trope where our hero, our main character, wakes up in the midst of the zombie apocalypse, right? So uh, we have to kind of follow him through these empty streets for a little while while he's trying to figure out what's going on. And then, uh, trust me, it doesn't it doesn't take too long before the movie kicks off and is running. So for me, number five, I would definitely say 28 Days Later is in the top five for me because this was one that redefined the zombie genre and just kind of really, you know, gave it the injection that it needed to, to kind of spawn what we would see coming later number four this one is the sequel to night of the living dead i am going with dawn of the dead i'm going with the original don't try to shoot through those gates openings are too small bullet will wind up chasing us around in here don't worry they can't get through What? The only person who could ever miss with this gun would be the sucker with the bread to buy it. Well, just wait out there, sissies. We're coming. And we're ready. Uh, Zack Snyder did a remake, and nothing wrong with Zack Snyder's. You know, if you're a Zack Snyder fan, not bagging on it. But the original for me, man, it's, it's what it's about, man. And how fun is this one, right? Like the first one was black and white and it was iconic and it was, you know, it had that creepy spookiness to it. This one kind of brought us into this world where this stuff's happening, but 
Now it brought us into another familiar territory. Our surroundings were 100% familiar in the shopping mall, right? Everyone has been to the shopping mall. Everyone knows what it is. And just like they say in the movie, you know, the zombies are kind of drawn to the mall because it was familiar. It was something that brought comfort to many of them. Um, You know, this is the reason why I feel like it resonates with a lot of people and me specifically. I love the mall. Grew up going to the mall, you know, huge fan of Kevin Smith's Mall Rats. Like for me, the mall is just kind of an iconic pillar stone in my history. And to set a zombie film where our survivors have to basically kill them off throughout them in the mall and fight them off to keep them from getting in. Um, you know, it, I don't know. It, there was something about it. It's, it's, I don't want to say romantic, but there's something about this idea that you're kind of in a mall setting, you know, where it's all closed down. You have access to all of the different merchandise that's there and you're with, you know, here they're not really friends. Right. But in my mind, these are people that you you would end up, you know, becoming friends with or or you're there with a group of people who are working to survive. Uh, And then, I mean, come on, who wouldn't want to fight off a zombie apocalypse? We've all been waiting for that. Let's do it in a mall. So for me, number four, Dawn of the Dead. Number three, another film that for me kind of gave the zombie genre the injection that it needed. Again, another foreign film. Number three for me, Train to Busan. Wow. I remember finishing this movie going, holy cow, what a movie. How good was that? We've seen zombie films. We've seen fast zombies. We've seen slow shuffling zombies. We've seen zombies that are, you know, brain dead and kind of walking around in a daze. And we've seen zombies that are somewhat more intelligent. We'd seen zombies that were full of rage, right? I don't know how often I really have seen where you were kind of stuck in this super enclosed space like a train and the world around you's falling apart, right? There's zombies on the train. There's people that you have to deal with on the train. Um, and the whole time, you know, you're trying, the, the guy's trying to protect his daughter that he barely really knows. And it's, you know, it's, it's kind of this really cool movie that focuses on that piece of it, the humanity piece of it, and the humanity between the passengers and how they interact with each other. But man, let me tell you, some of the scariest scenes is when you're stuck in a train car, you know, and nowhere to go with zombies coming at you. Oh. This movie, like, yeah, man, this movie was so, I remember just being floored when I was done, just thinking, God dang, they did a good job with it. All right, let's go to number two. My number two favorite zombie film of all time, Night of the Living Dead. Reports of murder victims being partially eaten by their slayers is true. No further details available at this time. However, my How long you guys been down there? Here, I could use some help up here. That's the cellar. It's the safest place. You mean you didn't hear the racket we were making up here? How were we supposed to know what was going on? Could have been those things for all we knew. That girl was screaming. Sure, you must know what a girl screaming sounds like. Those things don't make any noise. Anybody would know somebody ever needed help. Look, it's kind of hard to hear what's going on from down there. We thought we could hear screams, but for all we knew, that could have meant those things were in the house afterward. And you wouldn't come up and help? 
Well, if there were more... The racket sounded like the place was being ripped apart. How were we supposed to know what was going on? Now, wait a minute. You just got finished saying you couldn't hear from down there. Now you say it sounded like the place was being ripped apart. It would be nice if you'd get your story straight, man. All right, now you tell me. I'm not going to take that kind of a chance when we got a safe place. We luck into a safe place, and you're telling us we got to risk our lives just because somebody might need help, huh? Yeah, something like that. All right, why don't we settle this, oh, mister? We came up, okay, we're here. Now I suggest we all go back downstairs before any of those things find out we're in here. They can't get in here. You got the whole place boarded up? Yeah, most of it. I'll put a few spots upstairs. They won't be hard to fix. And I gotta say, this one and my number one would alternate depending on the day that you ask me. Because for me, as simple as it is and as kind of, you know, basic as it may seem, Night of the Living Dead is always going to be that iconic kind of pillar, that kind of that that's the the movie that all indie horror, you know, people look at to say we could make a movie, right? Easiest movies they always say to make are horror movies, and of the horror movies, almost always the easiest ones to do are zombie films, right? You do some some cheap makeup, you get a bunch of friends to shuffle around, you get some friends to fight them off, and and you're golden. Make yourself a movie. Romero was doing something different back then, right? He, he was kind of breaking ground. Um, I've said this before that this movie really benefits from the fact that it was, you know, black and white, just that really kind of high contrast. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it. Every time I watch this movie, I just feel like I'm, I'm observing a masterpiece. It's, it's to me, this is one of the most iconic zombie films of all time. If you really, really, really want to know how to make an effective film, with the bare essentials, you look at this film. You know it's good writing, easy to follow. Uh, there are times where it's really te- the tension in it's great. The way he does this too, and the way he films it and, and inserts these news broadcasts, and and like I said, the black and white graininess of it, it also gives it kind of this documentary feel. So you kind of feel like you're watching something that's real and not a movie. Um, you know. I don't know. For me, superb. Night of the Living Dead, number two. And like I said, if you ask me on a different day, it's probably number one. But my number one film, again, ask me on a different day, maybe it's a number two. But almost always, it's my number one favorite zombie film of all time. Look, Romero's Night of the Living Dead, classic, iconic, but favorite, fun for me, Shaun of the Dead. You see, is that guy? We should get out there. No, 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 we should stay inside. Come on, we can take him. The, the man said to stay indoors. Ah, fuck the man! Look, as long as they're out there and we're in here, we're safe. I'll repeat that by removing the head or destroying the brain. All right, so Shaun of the Dead was the movie that really, really solidified Simon Pegg and Nick Frost as this kind of comedic duo that I was gonna. I wanted to see everything else that they'd been in because of Shaun of the Dead. I was exposed to their series Spaced, 
Uh, because of that, I followed a lot of the other movies they did together. You know, Hot Fuzz, The World's End. Um, these were movies that I just I, I really enjoy watching. But the 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 thing about Shaun of the Dead, man, it's got the horror which I love. It's got comedy which I love. It's the writing is super smart. Um, the direction, the way this the film looks, the cinematography, it's stylized in in kind of that you know Guy Ritchie almost kind of style, right? Um, and and it's zombies. It's zombies. The one thing I love about the film is that we've got a character who, for the first act, is so completely oblivious to what's going on and so wrapped up in his own world that there is a, a zombie apocalypse going down around him and he's clueless, doesn't have a clue. He's literally walking down the streets with zombies shuffling by and broken cars and smoke and trash scattered everywhere and blood all over the place and doesn't notice it because he's too tired from staying up the night before crying about losing a girlfriend, right? And I think that's the other thing that I love about this is the friendship between uh, Simon Pegg's character and Nick Frost's character. You know, we all want to have that friend that you can kind of go to and let loose on, and they're there for you to get you through whatever it is. And that's who what these guys have, right? But they're also the guy that you can also re- rely on to just be the couch dude that sits next to you and plays video games all morning. It's great. I love the 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 interaction between the two. Again, like I said, it's a zombie film. It's an awesome film in terms of how smart. They kind of give us this story as it goes along. We watch these things happen in the background until it's it's in the forefront and our characters can't ignore it. So now we're in. Now we're in a zombie film and now we have to survive it, right? Before it's kind of like watch our guy kind of muddle his way through and look like a moron. Now we're all in and let's make sure our 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 you know our protagonists survive. So Shaun of the Dead for me is always gonna be such a fun film. The right, like I said, the writing's great. It's a funny film. Um so many different lines that are quotable in the film. It's got great soundtrack. Uh, I don't know what else to say about it. You know, it's it is my number one on almost every any other given day. Once in a while, I interchange it with Night of the Living Dead. So there you have it. Those are my top five zombie films. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. It's very small episode. Just this kind of you know something to hold you over until we come back next week. We are coming back next week. We're continuing our 1981 journey with my bloody Valentine. So we'll see you then before uh, I get out of here. I want to make sure you guys head over to all of our social media. We have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have Twitter. We're on the slasher app. If you're not on slasher app, make sure you get it. Um, So go ahead and find us out of the shadows, out of the shadows podcast or OOTS pod. Uh, Look for us on all of those outlets. Now, our shadow people, thank you so much for listening. For Jim Clark, I'm Chris Chavez. We appreciate all your support. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, don't forget to keep your eyes on the shadows.